Hi there, I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. Welcome to Mission Audition. In today's episode, we're going to talk about a topic that not many people actually know much about, but they all want to do. We're talking about live announce. And this particular spot happens to be about a film festival. And we're going to hear a lot of great auditions from both men and women. And in today's episode, I am so grateful to have with me in the studio, Melissa Motes. Melissa Motes is a voice actress. She's a coach. She's a mentor. She's an amazing things over her career. Um, I'm going to share a little bit more about you before we bring her on, but but let's just hear, a, actually, Melissa, say hello. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having me on. It's so oh good gosh. to be here. So wonderful to hear your voice and to see your face too. Uh, mm-hmm. This is so great. Uh, Melissa, you and I met, I don't even know, I don't want to date us too much, but we met a long, long time ago in, in uh, the state of probably, it was likely Nevada at first, uh, if you were at that first voice conference and, and certainly in the ones that were held in, in California and Anaheim at Disneyland. That was a great one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a long awesome. time. It's good. It to, has. It's good to see your face again <laughs> and oh. hear your voice. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. And so it's you and I here in the studio. Randy is here too. And we're just going to make this an amazing show for everybody. So as I said, uh, we have Melissa Motes. Now, Melissa, as a voice actress, you've been on literally everything, it seems like, Melissa. And you've been um, on everything from, say, uh, video games, commercials for major household brands like Ashley Home Furniture, Best Western Hotels and proactive worldwide. I know that I've I've said an awful lot and I want to hear more of your voice because that's why we've invited you to be here. So Melissa, can you tell us more about your story, but also highlight the Voice Actors Studio and um, your other networking group that you have for talent in the Las Vegas area? Yeah, so I do a lot of commercial work. I'm still a full-time voice actor. And before voice acting, I actually was a cruise director. So um, that's kind of a live announce and voice acting coming together and the best of both worlds, I guess. Um, But I I do still do a lot of commercial work. And living in Las Vegas, um, I am able to do a lot of live announce because we are the convention capital of the world. So lucky me. Uh, Cruise director background, voice acting, and convention capital of the world. So that's a fun combination. And you also have a studio, correct? Yeah, so um, I opened the Voice Actor Studio back in 2015 here in Henderson, Nevada. Initially, um, we are now located in Las Vegas, and um, it started in my living room. I just accidentally stumbled into mentoring people. Um, I hadn't set out to become a voiceover coach. I still don't really consider myself a voiceover coach, which a lot of people laugh at me about that because... I just feel like I help people and guide people and am just there for people because I was once them and trying to figure out how all of this voiceover stuff worked and I felt so overwhelmed by it. Um, But yeah, I opened the doors um, of the voice actor studio after it was in my home for about five years, I guess. Uh, People were just coming to my house and having little groups gather and I was talking a lot about the industry and just helping people find their voices. 
And you've always been generous with your time and also with your guidance. So, Melissa, that's awesome. That's wonderful. And uh, there's also a networking group, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So our little private closed group is called Vegas Voicers. And uh, it's just a lot of people who have studied with us. We've got thousands of voice actors in the Las Vegas uh, voiceover community. We're um, kind of underground. People think of L.A., New York, and Chicago, I think, is huge voiceover community networking, um, you know, game. But Las Vegas is we're pretty mighty. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I do have a top secret tip that I definitely want to share today with everybody, and that is prep, prep, prep. Mark your scripts, print them out have them ready to go and have a pencil. And I always bring with me my own water, my own sour candy, my own pencils, my own highlighters, my own light. And I have everything ready to go in a bag. It's my live ounce. It's kind of like a little first aid kit. I'm kidding here. It's a little wink in my voice. Wink, wink. Um, but it's it's my little, my little live ounce bag that I have everything I need in it. And I highly recommend preparation. That's awesome. I would never have thought of like a sour candy um, <laughs> because we often hear about apples, right? So is um, is the sour candy for you, Melissa, something that functions like a Granny Smith apple? Like why the sour candy? Yeah, I love to have um, like Jolly Rancher sour apple uh, hard candy in my bag because a lot of times, you know, we, we de-click our voices when we're... Um, you know, cleaning up our audio. And when you're in a live and out situation, when you get nervous and the adrenaline gets pumping, your mouth gets dry. And so being able to pop a, a sour piece of candy in your mouth, it's not exactly convenient to be like eating an apple <laughs> in front of a group. So um, that basically is a great substitute. Or apple juice is another one, just sipping on apple juice to keep your mouth really well um, moistened. That's fantastic. I think apple juice does the trick just just without all the skin on the apple, right? So you don't get any like dental issues or anything after that. Um, that's fantastic. I love the bag. We'll be sure to mention that in our show notes and, and have kind of a, a little ingredients list or, you know, what to pack in your yeah. bag. We'll, we'll talk about that definitely for, for future listeners to have. Um, with all that said, like just so many great things and, and you've been such a, a community builder, I will say, uh, over the years, especially on the West Coast. Um, what we're going to do today, though, is is look at the uh, the state of Texas in certain ways. Like this script here, it does call for someone uh, to, to possibly sound like they're from that area, although they don't have to be. Um, but the Smithville Film Festival, of course, this is fictitious, we all know this, um, is a virtual award ceremony, and uh, we're going to listen to auditions about that. So thanks for sharing a bit about your story there, Melissa. I'm just going to break down the specs. So everybody get your pencils and your paper ready. We're going to write down what you're going to be listening for, and we'll see how the talent who auditioned apply these criteria to their reads. All right, so for context, the Smithville Film Festival is a four-day film festival held every summer in Smithville, Texas. Of course, this is something we made up, so please do not try to go to the Smithville Film Festival because I don't think you will find anyone there. <laughs> anyway, so for the talent who are reading for this, obviously this is an event that happens every year. they got to get in the headspace of being the, the live announcer. They've got to have that community feel and that this is something that perhaps this is a returning announcer. I don't know, but obviously you want to be the voice of this festival. So the artistic direction is that this virtual award ceremony, we are living in the time of COVID, so yes, this is kind of a job that is posted with that in mind. 
We need the talent to sound like they are enthusiastic and capable of rousing the crowd, even though that crowd is watching from their home, most likely on their, their television screen or uh, on their computer. So given that no one can really come and be there in person to enjoy this award show, our ideal host won't necessarily sound like they're introducing a sporting event, but they will still exude the electric supportive spirit of the festival. So with voiceover, I suppose less is more, right? That maybe this is where we're going. So alrighty, we all know that this is a Texas-based fictitious spot. However, um, any accent is welcome. We're also open to hearing auditions from both men and women in this, so be sure that you're listening for that. And this is the young adult category, and we're looking at this being a broadcast-style internet video. Of course, this is a quote-unquote live announcer read. All right, so without further ado, let's listen to audition number one. We're known as the film-friendly capital of Texas, and this afternoon we're gathering with friends and colleagues to celebrate the astounding work screened at this year's Smithville Film Festival. The 2020 festival marks our seventh year spotlighting the talent in our local filmmaking community, and our first year hosting our hotly anticipated awards ceremony remotely. Buckle up as we get ready to announce the winners in each category, including Best First Film. All right, well, that was audition number one, and I forgot to say, but there are seven auditions. Uh, so, Melissa, what do you think? Well, I think audition number one was really great. Um, I loved the energy. I loved the enthusiasm. One thing that I would definitely point out is pace is really important in live announce. And sometimes if you move along a little too quickly, uh, things can be missed. And when you're listening to an announcer for a long period of time, you just want to think about the way that the audience is going to be receiving it. So um, I really liked the quality of the voice, the enthusiasm, the smile, the likability. But for a little bit of constructive feedback, I would definitely suggest just slowing the pace down a touch. Absolutely. Those are great tips. And you've done a lot of live announce. So this isn't like, you know, just somebody off the street saying this to um, Great, great tips indeed. Uh, as for sitting here, just wondering, like, uh, what sort of live announce have you done? Just like, is there a favorite gig that you had? Probably one of my favorite gigs um, was for Snapchat. And uh, they had me in for um, five days for a, a pretty extensive internal show that they were doing for their their entire you know executive team and uh, everyone that was involved in in various uh, top secret things that were to come at um, you know Snapchat and it was kind of fun to know all of that. I was like, ooh, I know some intel, but I'll never tell. My, my <laughs> lips were sealed, except for when I was on mic, of course. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And um, that was probably one of my favorite live announce gigs. I do a lot of stuff for different tech companies, different entertainment businesses. There's so many different businesses that come to Las Vegas for convention work. So it, it really does vary quite a bit. Some great thoughts there. Thank you for sharing. Okay. I have hundreds of them. <laughs> <laughs> and we will hear them, many, many of them today. So here we go, audition number two. We're known as the film-friendly capital of Texas, and this afternoon we're gathering with friends and colleagues to celebrate the astounding work screened at this year's Smithville Film Festival. 
The 2020 Festival marks our seventh year spotlighting the talent of our local filmmaking community and our first year of hosting our hotly anticipated awards ceremony remotely. Buckle up as we get ready to announce the winners in each category, including Best First Film. All right, we get to hear from one of the gentlemen now. So what do you think? Wow, great read. Um, I wrote a few notes down that included energy plus plus great classic announce sound strong bold confident um lots of authority and experience you can tell this this read did not have any fear in it any uncertainty in it really took ownership of the read so many times we're told to avoid sounding like an announcer or to announcery. And uh, we know that the, the voice of the announcer, there's kind of an archetype, a stereotype. People get in their heads of what they think the announcer is. And uh, Melissa, what is the difference between sounding like that archetype of the announcer that people sometimes try to avoid sounding like and how one would sound if they're doing live announce? I think there's a time and a place for everything. And I know people want to avoid the word announcer because we see so much direction that says conversational and non-announcery. But in live announce, um, there are a lot of announcer qualities that do need to show up. Clean enunciation, clarity of voice, uh, polished diction. Um, it, it is important to to show up and sound clean and, and polished and professional. So I don't think that being afraid of sounding announcery really applies as much uh, in live announce. I think that it depends on the audience and it depends on who's directing you and how they want your reads to feel. Because sometimes they'll say, we want it to be professional and polished, but we still want you to feel relatable and warm and inviting. So it, it just comes back to really listening to the person who's directing you and, and what they're asking for, and also assessing the audience and assessing the, you know, the type of content you're reading. Is this a real corporate type of a gig or is this a more relaxed, younger, more playful type of an audience? I think that that will really lend itself to figuring out which way to go. Well, we're learning so much here. I really, really hope you're all writing this down, especially if you want to get into live announce. So let's listen now to audition number three. We're known as the film-friendly capital of Texas. And this afternoon, we're gathering with friends and colleagues to celebrate the astounding work screened at this year's Smithville Film Festival. The 2020 festival marks our seventh year spotlighting the talent of our local filmmaking community and our first year of hosting our hotly anticipated award ceremony remotely. Buckle up as we get ready to announce the winners in each category, including Best First Film. Well, I could definitely hear a nice announcer voice in there. What do you think, Melissa? Definitely. I wrote down a couple of notes. I, I thought that this had a nice amount of energy, but it wasn't over the top, and definitely a likable read. And one of the things that I always find to be tricky in specs when auditioning for live announce is when I see the word enthusiasm, because as the voice actor, we're thinking, well, how much enthusiasm is just enough enthusiasm to them, right? Because that can really vary a lot. Uh, so 
one of my little tricks is oftentimes I'll, I'll do a couple of different reads at a couple of different energy levels. This particular read I found to have a little less energy and enthusiasm than the other two that we've heard so far, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because we're not sure how much enthusiasm this client is looking for, right? So I would just suggest thinking about enthusiasm in terms of applying it in a way that feels authentic to you. Don't go too over the top. Don't feel like it's a put on so much so that you don't feel like you're being yourself. In this particular audition, I heard some really nice stuff. Really liked it. Mm -hmm. I liked how his voice sounded at the end of his phrases. It was just very settling. You know, you felt like, oh, this feels safe. You know, Uh, as a listener, it was a pleasing sound. So um, I think that all all that you said and more, uh, a great read. But now we need to move on to our next read. So this is audition number four. We're known as the film-friendly capital of Texas. And this afternoon, we're gathering with friends and colleagues to celebrate the astounding work screened at this year's Smithville Film Festival. The 2020 festival marks our seventh year spotlight in the talent of our local filmmaking community, and our first year hosting our hotly anticipated award ceremony remotely. Buckle up, as we get ready to announce the winners in each category, including Best First Film. Wow, we got the appearance of our very first accent. Yeah. I spent part of my time trying to figure out if it was native or not, but I know this is not what the uh, the audition is meant to determine. Um, that being said, obviously took the opportunity to do an accent and try to do it if, if um, he's not native to that area himself. Um, did you find that that accent helped you to get more into what he was saying, given this is meant for a Texan audience? Um, I definitely liked the fact that he applied... Uh, you know, some some interesting regionalism to his read because it'll it'll make him stand out for sure. Uh, he took a chance. Again, I might do an A and a B take and do one with and one without an accent just to offer some options. I liked the subtle smile. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't a big cheesy grin, but it was a nice warm smile that peeked through. And there was some real interesting texture to his voice that seemed sprinkled in. It wasn't overdone. It wasn't too textured or too raspy, but it added some some interest. I liked it. Whenever someone does an accent, it's always a risk, right? Like we know that 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 might or might not be what they're looking for. Even if they are saying they want to hear someone from Texas, it could be what part of Texas? Certainly not everyone sounds the same, I wouldn't think. There's likely some differences. But again, like just like we've talked about in previous Mission Audition episodes, that music is a risk. You know, like, you know, putting on a voice that they're not expecting, that's a risk and that sort of thing. Um, But I did really like the way he approached all of this. And I think that 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 is really cool. So um, as everyone may or may not know, I listened to these auditions for the first time during the show. Um, Melissa's done her preparation and everything, but I love the the reaction and and just hearing things right then and there. Uh, So yeah, I think that this is really cool. I don't know if anyone else has done accents, but we're about to find out. Here's audition number five. We're known as the film-friendly capital of Texas. And this afternoon, we're gathering with friends and colleagues to celebrate the astounding work screened at this year's Smithville Film Festival. The 2020 festival marks our seventh year, spotlighting the talent of our local filmmaking community. 
in her first year of hosting our hotly anticipated awards ceremony remotely. Buckle up as we get ready to announce the winners in each category, including Best First Film. Wow. That he definitely sounded like he could be an announcer for just about any live announce show. Like, just really full, lovely sound, very resonant. Uh, what do you think, Melissa? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, my notes included very consistent all the way through. Um, there was a nice measured cadence about it. Clean relaxed and energy where it counts. I think when you're listening to a live announcer and they're really big on energy all the way through, it can get a little tiring to listen to an announcer for a long period of time who's just, hey, you know, over the top. And this particular read I found I could listen to for a really long period of time, um, but also the energy was there when it was most needed. So I like that a lot. Also, uh, age range wise, uh, not too old, not too young, just like a really nice sweet spot. Right. And he didn't have an accent, which is, you know, I think all the reads have been great regardless. Uh, but it, it kind of made this film festival feel more accessible in a way too. I was just thinking like as you go through and you see uh, sometimes the audience you really do need to have an accent that is you know close to what the people in that region have because it's, it's for a different purpose or different time and place uh, and other times it makes sense to have one that um, anyone in you know say the United States in this case uh, can relate to. So as a rule of thumb Melissa would you say that there is a time and place for where someone might throw in the accent like if they see a spec like this oh well you can do an accent or not do an accent how should they decide whether or not they should do the accent well I think if you feel comfortable with the accent and you feel like it's believable um, and you can do it well throw in an option where you showcase you know that accent but if you're second guessing yourself and you haven't even done the read yet you're like oh I don't know um, then I would just read it in your accent that is you know your natural speaking voice um, and where you're from so only do it if you you know you're gonna nail it and you know you can do it for a long period of time it's one thing to read a few short lines in an audition with an accent and feel like you can pull it off. It's another thing to have pages and pages and pages of content um, where you have to be consistent all the way through. There's nothing worse than booking something that you can do like as a sprinter and then realize you have to do it for the marathon. Like, yeah. you know, an audio books or a long form narration or um, a character voice that it's yeah. something that isn't just, you know, you can sort of do it for a short period of time, but that it actually is a voice you could pull out at any point in time, whether you're tired or you're having a good day or a bad day or, or anything. Sustainable and believable. Those are definitely two things you want to pay attention to. All right. Well, let's listen to audition number six. We're known as the film-friendly capital of Texas, and this afternoon we're gathering with friends and colleagues to celebrate the astounding work screened at this year's Smithville Film Festival. The 2020 festival marks our seventh year spotlighting the talent of our local filmmaking community and our first year of hosting our hotly anticipated awards ceremony remotely. Buckle up as we get ready to announce the winners in each category, including Best First Film. All right. So we have uh, some interesting pacing there. Uh, anything you want to add? Yeah, I just said um, precise, polished, 
measured, no nonsense. Um, definitely friendly too, but there was uh, more of a no nonsense quality about the read to me than a, you know, smiley, bright, happy read, but it worked. It was great. I really liked the read, but I kept getting caught up in the gaps between the next phrase. So I think that's what I meant by it's, it's more like the pacing of it, not necessarily how he phrased things. How can you make sure that that read is flowing in such a way that, uh, you know, they want to listen all the way to the end and wish that there was more? Yeah, well, I would just say that if you're going to stress over any one part of your audition, make sure that the first seven seconds are awesome. The first sentence, don't worry about how you end, <laughs> worry about how you start. Um, of course, you want to do a good job on the ending too. I'm kind of teasing, but I, you know, I, I think that it depends on if you're what they're looking for. If you've got some vocal qualities and energy and, and script interpretation that is really working for them, they're going to want to keep listening, but really pay attention to how your audition starts. And that would be really important for someone who's doing live and outs, I would think. Because the very first thing that you say is going to be the first thing that people hear, like at the entire show. Um, how can someone make sure that they're opening, you know, welcome to whatever it is? How can they make sure that that statement or that sentence, the greeting, what have you, is um, something that will make the audience feel that they're at the right place. You know, this is the right award show. We're all sitting down here, the right thing. Um, but also kind of just set the tone for the entire show. Yeah. Well, I put myself, when I'm auditioning for it, I put myself in the headspace of being there and I try to really imagine the scene in my mind, the amount of people, what I would assume that the energy level is going to be how I'm going to feel. I jump up and down. I'm real physical before I do auditions. I mean, I'll take in some really big, deep breaths, jump up and down. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I'll do a nice little lead in, some kind of a, a, a phrase that I can springboard off of. And then I leave a beat and then I go into the scripted content so I can edit away my lead in, my little springboard phrase, if you would, and then, you know, start with what they had scripted. Cool. So the lead in phrase is great because it's, it's almost like a little warm up and no one's ever going to hear it, as you said. But what happens when you're at an actual event? Say it's not an audition and you've got to be on. Like, how do you prepare to be on? Well, you'll be on because your heart's going to be beating very quickly because it gets very real when you walk into a room for me, one of my first live announce events in Las Vegas, I did not realize how many people were going to be at this event. And I had pictured in my mind like a couple of hundred people. And I went in for the sound check and they opened up the double doors. And I walked into a room that didn't seem possible that there were going to be this many people in it. 5,500 people were at this event. And just seeing all of the tables laid out, and it was a fine dining experience prior to the, to the live announce part of it, I think my heart skipped a beat. And I, I'm pretty comfortable being in front of big, big groups, but I was like, 
Oh my gosh. So your adrenaline will kick in. You don't have to do anything extra. If anything, you have to learn how to control the adrenaline and work the adrenaline to your advantage, not for your nerves to get thrown off, you know, to throw off your performance. Um, And that takes some practice, learning how to channel your nerves, channel your energy. And it all comes down to one thing, breath control. If you can control your breathing, you'll be able to control your voice. But if you can't get a hold of your breathing, your voice is going to crack. You're not going to be able to take your voice where you want to take it. So those are some things to think about. Breathing is important. <laughs> I, was just, <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about diaphragmatic support and, you know, the various things that a singer might, you know, have right away that it's just all part of technique for them. Um, but are there any exercises that you do at home or, or any like ways that you can ensure that you've got enough air in the tank? Yeah, definitely. Um, make sure you're breathing deeply from your diaphragm and not breathing shallowly from the top part of your chest. When you're nervous and your adrenaline kicks in, you will breathe very quickly and it's it's it does not fill up your tank at all. It's it's you're just breathing in from under your collarbones, if you would. And uh, anyone who's ever been nervous will will be able to relate to that statement. So I think it's just shifting the focus down to placing your hand on your belly and blowing all of your air out and then taking in a nice big deep breath and really feeling yourself physically filling up and expanding your diaphragm and then doing some deep breath like deep breathing exercises right before I do live announce work really helps me find my center right before kickoff time. So we know in the script, there are no names that we really need to mention. There is the name of the film festival and in the region where the uh, festival is airing, but there, there aren't any winners, right? Like that's something that we're used to hearing at an award show. How do you deal with names and, and how do you end up finding out how to pronounce them if you're unsure? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I take pronouncing names very seriously. And the reason why is because this is someone's very special moment. They're being uh, celebrated and honored. And I really want to make sure that I get the name right. And I really care. So I am really big in thorough prep. And almost to the point where I'll spend two or three hours sometimes prepping for a live announce, you know, gig, especially the names portion. And that might sound like a lot of time, but if you're reading 400 names at an event, you want to make sure that you go through and phonetically break every name down. Um, And don't assume, don't assume you know how someone's name is said. I normally will get a hold of whoever hired me for the job, ask them if they have an HR person or um, a department head um, that I could schedule a call with and go through all the names and you know, write them down phonetically. And um, people really appreciate it. They're like, wow, thank you for caring. No one ever gets my name right. You know, and I'm like, I am going to get your name right. You are going to shine and you're going to feel like a rock star when I say your name. So it's really important. I couldn't agree more. And um, I actually had an experience where that was the case for me at my own convocation. And um, the 
um, announcer, the orator, as he was called that day, um, what he did is he said, so how do you say your last name? Because the first name seemed pretty obvious, but the last name is a little trickier. And uh, we've heard everything from Chicorelli to Cheeserelli to, um, you know, anything. And so I said Cicerelli. And it's it's not what you would think if you were hoping to say a, you know, really big Italian sort of way of saying it. Um, but you're right. Like, you can't take anything for granted. Just because you think that something should sound a certain way, like, maybe they put the emphasis on a different syllable than you normally would, right? Like, you just don't know. So uh, it's really great that you do take the time when you're able and have found that those um, tips work for you. You bet. Awesome. Okay, let's listen to our last audition. This is audition number seven. We're known as the film-friendly capital of Texas, and this afternoon we're gathering with friends and colleagues to celebrate the astonishing work screened at this year's Smithville Film Festival. The 2020 festival marks our seventh year spotlighting the talent of our local filmmaking community and our first year of hosting our hotly anticipated awards ceremony remotely. Buckle up as we get ready to announce the winners in each category, including Best First Film. Oh, I liked his the way he started and the way he finished, really. Uh, I think he had a very nice voice. And again, depending on what the audience and the age of that audience is, um, this read could be very well quite suitable for, for the film festival. What do you think, Melissa? Definitely. He did have some interesting inflection choices, and they worked well with his sound. Um, I'd written down laid back, warm, sincere. There was some maturity to his sound, too. But it was like a it was like a voice hug. You know, it was like a big vocal hug. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, he was very warm. And it's funny that you thought of the word hug because that that came to my mind, too. It felt like his, his voice was it felt like it represented the community if that makes any sense. Like like yeah. he's talking about this local and he, he did stress the local part. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it There was a different feeling. Certainly um, all the auditions brought various things, you know, different ways of expressing the exact same script. But this one did feel more, I don't know, like it would almost feel like this person had been the voice of the festival before. Yeah, there was a, it was comfortable. He felt really comfortable and familiar Wow. All right. Well, that's all we've got. Those are our seven auditions. So as the time has come, because <laughs> we knew it would, Melissa, which of these seven auditioners is the winner of today's mission audition? All right. I have to tell you, it was a tough call because I do want to say that I really felt like every person who read for this definitely was in tune with um, a really clean, solid announcer read. Um, everyone was hitting the right notes, placing the emphasis on the right, you know, adjectives and the right buzzwords, if you would. But one read stood out to me. This is the tricky part. It's always about selection, right? It's never rejection in this business. It's always selection. It's like, it's, it's subjective. It was a tough call, but my personal select has to go to number five. We're known as the film-friendly capital of Texas. And this afternoon, we're gathering with friends and colleagues to celebrate the astounding work screened at this year's Smithville Film Festival. The 2020 festival marks our seventh year, spotlighting the talent of our local filmmaking community and our first year of hosting our hotly anticipated awards ceremony remotely. Buckle up as we get ready to announce the winners in each category, including Best First Film. 
Wow. So, Melissa, I know that there are more tips, more tips than we could ever put in one episode. Um, but if you had a couple more things that you'd like to say to everybody, what would they be? Yeah, I would definitely just say be yourself. Do a little bit of research on the event and see if there's any info on YouTube or a website you can visit to kind of gather the vibe, the mood, the attitude of that particular event um, so that you can really tailor your read and customize your read for that audience. And um, at the end of the day, be confident. Just own your audition um, because if you can be confident in your audition, they're going to know that you'll be confident um, in the the live moment when you've got thousands of people staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> All these these um, questions keep coming to me, and I know we've got to we got to end the show. It's getting it's getting to the end. Um, but clearly, you know, there are other people who are just as curious and and want to get in touch with you and understand how you can help them in their voiceover career. So, what is the best way that someone can get a hold of you? So yeah, we just recently opened up our platform to the entire world, which is so fun. I've been serving the Las Vegas community for five years, and now we are all about making friends everywhere. So check it out at thevoiceactorstudio.com is our website, or you can email us at info at thevoiceactorstudio.com if you'd like more information. All of our workshops and services and private study, all those details are available on our website. Well, fantastic. It has been just a complete pleasure to have you on, Melissa. Thank you very much for being our guest on Mission Audition today. Well, it has been a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. And man, I feel like we could have done like a four-hour episode. I just feel like there was so much more we could have talked about. <laughs> well, you'll have to come back next time then. Part two, coming soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, everyone, just subscribe to the podcast. Uh, thank you again, Melissa, for being here. And as we know, um, you know, every script that is written for this show is available on the Voices.com blog. All you need to do is go to Voices.com slash blog, and you'll find all the wonderful scripts there. And if you want to join the conversation that we're having around these episodes, you can use the hashtag Mission Audition. So again, from all of us here at Voices.com, I want to thank you for listening to the show, for subscribing. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. We'll see you next time. <laughs>